The following production is part of the We Be Geeks Podcast Collective. From days long ago, from uncharted regions of the universe, comes a legend. A dream that came through a million years, that lived on through all the tears. It came here, the Fandom Nexus. Fabulous secret powers were revealed to our host as he plugged in his microphone. I have a podcast! Here he is, your Spider-Pan, Jeremy. I am back and I am going solo for at least a little bit of the show today. Uh, this is going to be a, a great show. I've, uh, I've been working on recording it and actually I just finished an interview that you're going to hear later. We've got Tom Amin returning to the show with a brand new album that you're going to definitely want to check out on Spotify. And then, of course, you can go and purchase it when you because you can sample it on Spotify and, and listen to it and you're going to love it. And then you can go and purchase and make sure you get an actual copy of this because it is it is great. I was listening to it at work here. I was listening to it today. I listened to it last week. Uh, it's a great album called The Softer Side of Magic. Tom Amin will be on the show later. We had a good long conversation, longer than I expected to, but uh, I get to babbling. We kind of nerd out about stuff and about music. So if you enjoy Disney, Star Wars, music, oh, heck yeah, you're going to love this conversation. You're going to have fun right along with us, and you're going to enjoy the album. Also got a couple of movie reviews. I'm a little behind on one, Sonic 2. We haven't gotten to talk about that one, but I did promise the last show I was going to talk about it. Of course, I had meant to talk with it with Philip. Uh, Philip's not with me right now. I'm having to record this kind of solo. And also, Fantastic Beasts, The Secrets of Dumbledore has just released. I will have my review of that film as well. It's all coming up here on Neverland, The Fandom Nexus. Also, I even have at least... Two interesting news stories that I think you're going to really enjoy hearing about. So, uh, first, though, we want to talk about what I've been playing and that kind of thing. And I, I, I really, I've got a good story for you on this one. <laughs> so, what I was been playing, and uh, you know, other than the fact that I have, of course, I've picked up a copy. I think I mentioned last week of the the new WWE 2K uh, 22 game. As uh, Philip also had a copy of that one for PS5. I, I found it used for the PS4, and I've been having a grand time making characters on there. Uh, Philip had already had me created, uh, so I created my wife and uh, downloaded myself and I did a few tweaks. Which, if you go and search my name, Jeremy, uh, if you search for Fandom or Nexus, you will find at least me. If you would like to, if you'd like to have me as a wrestler, maybe you'd like to kick my butt. I don't know. Uh, you can put me in there as a wrestler. You can find my wife. Uh, you'll be able to find. Uh, well, Philip might be a little harder to find some of the characters. I, I don't have a downloaded version of him, but but Philip makes a lot of great characters. Uh, if you were happen to search the name Philip, um, and he always puts a WWF as a tag, uh, so you might be able to find him as well. Uh, we're making a lot of fun characters. You, you might want to come and download some of it if you happen to be playing the game. I have even made a Fandom Nexus arena that you can wrestle in. Uh, I even made a, a Castle Grayskull arena so you can wrestle in the Castle Grayskull. I've been having a lot of fun just making stuff. I started making some Final Fantasy VII Remake characters. Uh, that's going to come up later as well. Uh, I made uh, Cloud, of course, and Tifa and Aerith. Um, I've also made Beast Man and Tila. I'm about to make an Evil Inn. So I'm making some Masters of the Universe characters, but there's people who've created all kinds of different Masters of the Universe uh, characters you can find and downloads. But I've been having a lot of fun uh, downloading and creating characters. Now, for those of you... There's not many of you, but for those of you that follow over on YouTube, I have a secondary 
uh, YouTube channel that is specifically for gaming. It is, and you have to go for search. You know, the it's the official channel for for uh, Neverland Gaming. The it's like uh, it's, it's like the official Neverland. Well, I don't know if you search for official Neverland Gaming, you should be able to find it. And you'll find our uh, old castle logo uh, that I've used. It's kind of a digital looking castle logo for uh, games, and I've got a lot of different game stuff. I just kind of put game sections in there if you like to kind of just watch some gaming for a guy who's not a pro gamer, but he's just a regular average Joe playing. Uh, sometimes you hear me talking, sometimes you don't. You know, we have, we have a lot of fun in there. But with the previous WWE game, I started a, a wrestling show, and I was trying to do it like once a week, just playing through uh, the Phantom Nexus, and you have all these goofy characters uh, I don't. I don't play with real people other than myself and Philip and some of our friends. They're the only real people you're probably going to find. But you're going to find Captain America and Iron Man and Spider Man and uh, and all these characters wrestling uh, and competing for various titles we invent. And if you just want to have a good time watching some goofy stuff. Uh, come by the uh, the Neverland official gaming channel because uh, I'm firing that up here again really quick. Because I, I I've uh, I think I've just about got everything in place. And I've just about filled up every character slot I could possibly have. Uh, some of the characters I need to tweak because some people, when they create a character, just max out all their skills, and it it's not really realistic to the character. Like I've got to, if anyone's familiar, uh, the Spider-Man villain, the White Rabbit. Uh, somebody maxed her out. I'm like, they realize this is the White Rabbit. She's a low level, lame villain that's just kind of more of a joke. So <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't make her all that powerful. Uh, somebody also maxed out the the Black Cat and uh, had her at a hundred score. I'm like, well, wait a minute, this is the Black Cat. She's still human. She's got some skills, but she's not as strong as Superman. Okay, so, but yeah, so we've got that going on, and eventually I'm going to start uh, probably live streaming some of that. Uh, you know, there was even one time I don't think it worked very well, but I had Philip over here and we uh, both were doing some commentary as we were playing that game. So uh, be on the lookout for that because I'm having a lot of fun playing and just creating and. Uh, you know, I, I take pictures of figures and, uh, you know, I'll, I'll get like the, like for Tila, you know, she's got like very specific design on her clothing. And so I had to take a photo of that and kind of mess that around and put it on there. And then I'm, I'm finding faces that I think would work for you know, like either a celebrity face, but I'll put like a real face on these people because you can put your face on there. So I've been having a grand old time, but I got a story on something else that I've been playing. Uh, I pulled out the Resident Evil 2 remake again because I realized that I have unlocked like an infinite rocket launcher, an infinite minigun and all that kind of stuff. But I hadn't played through with all of that gear uh, to just go and have the fun of, you know, walking around with a minigun and wiping out every zombie in the room as soon as you step in there. No problem, right? Uh, so here's where it got kind of funny. So at a certain point in the game, Mr. X, basically he's a tyrant. Uh, ty the tyrant is like a big, massive monster for those not familiar with Resident Evil. And he, in the remake, can stalk you all over the uh, the police station that you're going around. And there's like three stories to the police station. And it'll get a slightly close to the middle of the game. You have to go up to the tip top where it's pitch dark. You know, you can barely see. And you got your flashlight and you're going over to the bell tower to uh, go and do some things. Well, Mr. X, he likes to hang out in the library anyway, but he'd kind of chase me in the library. I hit him with a rocket because I'm infinite to stop him. But he'll just go down on one knee for a little while and eventually he will get up and start stalking you. And you can hear him stalking with his footsteps, this big clunk, clunk, clunk clunk footsteps behind you well i went through the doorway to where i was headed for the, the the bell tower and it's like i said it's completely dark and i'm more concerned about mr x coming up behind me because i i hear him moving again and uh, he, i i don't want him to catch me so i'm kind of speeding along so i'm very focused on the door i need to get through that i forget that right at the doorway there's a zombie you don't necessarily see in the, in the dark and he got me and i literally hollered out <laughs> okay i got jump scared 
and ah, you know, literally doing that. And I was afraid I was going to wake my wife up or something because I was it was pretty early morning or something. I was playing. And so I literally got startled. But if that wasn't bad enough that I had to deal with that zombie, I forgot he's got a buddy. So when I threw that one off, another one grabbed me from behind. And I'm just trying to throw these zombies off before Mr. X comes pounding down the hallway uh, to get me. Uh, so, yeah, that was my funny experience that, you know, just despite how much I've played Resident Evil games, they still managed to jump scare me. And even when I was all powerful with a, an infinite minigun, uh, I, they still got me. <laughs> so I thought that was kind of a fun story. But anyways... Uh, it is time to move on to our next segment. Mama, now the gator got in the house. Now the gator? Give me that sugar. Come here. Oh. Get him, Mama. Oh. Get that gator. Oh. Ah. The Neverland Trailer Park. Now, normally we'd have some news real quick before I'd hit the trailer park, but, you know, I always seem to get for the wrong button. I need to probably rearrange these buttons. But the trailer park... Uh, normally, I would play the audio of a trailer for an upcoming film right here, but... The audio for this happens to be a lot of uh, of, of music, basically, uh, of, of a pop song. And I'm like, you know, that's just going to get me struck down. So just today, Thor, Love and Thunder. We got a, a nice preview thing of it. And uh, we seem to see, uh, find Thor, who is now kind of finding his place in the world and looking. It seems like he's like settling down to retire or something. But he's gotten himself back in shape. We get to see a little bit of that him back in shape. You've got new Asgard with a new, you know, the, uh, uh, I forgot her name. Well, the Valkyrie, you know, she's the, she was one of the Valkyries. She is, you know, taking care of Asgard. So Thor is now kind of figure out what he's doing. And he's kind of running around with the Guardians of the Galaxy. We see him still with them. Um, but he, it seems like he's having an existential crisis and he's trying to figure out what is his place and purpose of what he's supposed to do. Uh, and so that seems to be the story of the film. And then, um, well, the main thing that people are going to be talking about when you see this, and you can find this on YouTube, is we see his old hammer, Mjolnir, flying through the air and you can see it's still got the cracks in it. So I don't know how this got put back together. I'm sure we'll find out. And a hand catches it. And the hand comes down, and we see Jane Foster, Lady Thor. Or just Thor, I guess, is how they did her in the comics. But this is, of course, the continuing. We see in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, they're moving on to a new generation of stuff, and they're going to have probably more women, because uh, we're going to have Ironheart, we've already heard, instead of Iron Man. Uh, we've got Jane Foster going to be taking over with the Thor duties. Uh, I don't know if they're going to get too far with the Eternals, because it didn't go over so well. But, you know, we're getting our new generation. Uh, I went, you know, with Moon Knight, with oh, that. Speaking of what I've been watching on TV, I guess I should get into that Moon Knight. So loving new Moon Knight. Halo, not so much. I kind of am falling off of Halo and getting bored with that series, despite how kind of cool it was. That third episode, I was kind of like, yeah, and I fell asleep. And uh, I tried to sit and watch the fourth episode. I was like, I missed a lot of the third episode. I guess I better watch the third one beforehand. And I was like, do I want to go watch the third episode? Not really. And I want to go do something else. So I don't know. I don't seem to have motivation to watch Halo. But Moon Knight, oh my goodness. I am absolutely loving Moon Knight. Uh, we're about to have the new Ms. Marvel. I mean, but you got a new generation in the MCU coming about. And, you know, Jane Foster will be taking over her store. And that's kind of the main thing you're going to take away from this quick teaser. Other than... Uh, so, you know, really some fun music uh, in this trailer. Uh, Guns N' Roses uh, getting played in this, this trailer. And uh, so much Guns N' Roses that I don't think I can, like I said, play the audio for you. It's 
spanning the Disney and Geek universe to bring you the best in comics, toys, movies, and entertainment. This is news from around Neverland. All righty. So uh, this is something I, I don't know why I just found out. I guess this news kind of dropped February 15th, but I was just now seeing this. But uh, apparently Paramount Plus has confirmed a Knuckles series. And I'm talking Knuckles from, of course, the Sonic the Hedgehog uh, franchise. And I expect we see this will be the Knuckles that we've seen in the film, which, of course, I'm going to talk about the film later in a review. Uh, of course, voiced by Idris, pardon me, uh, Idris Elba. Now, uh, this apparently they had tweeted this on February 15th uh, from Paramount Plus. It said Sonic Movie 3 is officially in development from Paramount Picks and Sega. Plus, next year, a new original Knuckles series with Idris Elba is coming to Paramount Plus. Sonic 2 movie hits April 8th. So, yes, this was before the movie came out. This, you know, back in February, and I didn't, I don't know why I'm only finding this now. <laughs> so. But it's kind of nice to know. And yeah, if you see Sonic 2, uh, stick around. Um, I don't think we had to stick around to the very, very end of the movie. But at the end of the first wave of credits, you will get a little tease for what Sonic 3 will be about. Another little bit of news that I want to share that I just saw today here. April 18th. This news just dropped. This Taco Bell Mexican pizza is coming back on May 19th. Yes, this is after they got rid of this and they got rid of the seven layer burrito. They had the guacamole and all that good stuff. After it was all gone, I really felt like, well, what have I got at Taco Bell that I really want to eat? Now, I found some other things at Taco Bell to eat, but uh, this Mexican pizza is delicious. It's wonderful. And apparently there was a big petition that went on change.org for save the Mexican pizza. And even Dolly Parton got aboard with this thing. And uh, someone named Doja Cat sang a jingle about her love for the Mexican pizza on TikTok, apparently in March. And uh, that's all come around. And she apparently sang this at Coachella last Sunday. So, and I guess that announced the comeback, the return. And here's from Taco Bell CEO Mark King. He told Insider, the Mexican pizza has a long history with the brand. And I'm glad we could give fans what they crave and bring our classic Mexican pizza back home where it belongs. And I'm hoping, I'm hoping that this isn't a temporary thing. I'm hoping that this is a permanent return to the menu because, you know, Taco Bell likes to every month have some sort of special item like nacho fries or whatever. Uh, I'm hoping that this will return to the menu and stay there and not just be a special in May. Of course, if it's a special in May, that's my birthday month, so I'm, I'll take it. But, you know, hey, I, I, I got to say that that is something I'm definitely uh, looking forward to having a Mexican pizza, even though I really shouldn't be eating those. Oh, Want to see a movie? Yeah. Any good? It was bad. I'm fuzzy on the whole good bad thing. My eyeballs could have been sucked from their sockets. I like it a lot. The best movie ever made. A fandom nexus movie review. All right, now I actually have two movies that I want to cover here because Sonic the Hedgehog 2 came out just a couple weeks ago, and uh, me and Philip we took his nephew uh, Freddie along over with us to go watch this film. And, uh, you know, it's directed by Jeff Fowler. It was a screenplay by Pat Casey, Josh Miller, and John Whittington. Some of the people, I believe, that worked on the first one. Off a story by Pat Casey and Josh Miller. Uh, produced by Neil H. Moritz, uh, Toby Ashar, Toro Nakahara, Hitoshi Ikuno. Starring James Marston, Ben Schwartz, Tika Sumter, Natasha Rothwell, Adam Pally, Shimar Moore, Colleen O'Shaughnessy. Yes, the voice of Tales from the games. Uh, Lee Majub. I hope I said that right. Idris Elba and Jim Carrey all back 
Well, a lot of them back and some of them new for Sonic the Hedgehog 2, where, you know, the first Sonic movie, it was adorable. It was just cute. It was a lot of fun. It was pretty much what you would want from a movie about a blue hedgehog that goes really fast with some changes to the design of, of Sonic that uh, definitely were needed to make him more game style and more adorable and not humanistic and scary. Uh, this continued on that same vein, but it turned the levels up to 11 on just being goofy and fun and cute and silly and kind of cartoony. And that worked perfectly for this. This was just goofy fun. It, I was laughing the entire time, getting excited. It was fun. Uh, oh, my goodness. This was just so much fun. I don't want to say a whole lot about the... Uh, the plot here, uh, other than it, Knuckles is, uh, is showing up, Knuckles the Echidna, and you get a lot of backstory about the Echidna and uh, their war with the uh, the owls uh, in whatever world that Sonic is from. And uh, also we get some backstories from Miles Tails Prower, who will show up later and kind of talk about how he's kind of through technology because, you know, Tails is pretty clever and he's got all these uh, technology inventions and stuff. Uh, but he was able to watch Sonic go and defeat Robotnik. And wow, Sonic was just his hero, which fits perfectly for, you know, who Tails is supposed to be in the second game. He's somebody who, you know, Sonic is his hero and he follows him around, does exactly what he does. Unless somebody is playing player two on the controller, then Tails can do his own thing. And, you know, if those who know who know will, will know if you've played the second game. I've only played like the first two games, really. So, I mean, this fit right in there, you know, so, but it was fun seeing Tails in there and, uh, you know, having Jim Carrey back as Robotnik and seeing them go all out and doing what Dr. Robotnik would do, uh, where he's also become known as Eggman because of some of his tech, uh, looking very eggy. <laughs> we'll just say that they, they just went all out. Kind of like how the first Avengers movie was just like, you know what? Aliens, you know what? We need to have a big epic battle in New York with aliens. And that's the Avengers. Big, epic-style fighting. And this was just big, epic-style fun and adventure and comedy. An adventure with an adorable little blue hedgehog and his adorable little two-tailed fox friend. Highly recommend this movie. Uh, did very well in that opening weekend. If you didn't get a chance to go out and see it yet, I definitely recommend Sonic the Hedgehog 2. Now, the other movie that I saw, actually just this weekend, directed by David Yates... A screenplay, a screenplay by J.K. Rowling and Steve Cloves based upon a screenplay by J.K. Rowling. So apparently they took her screenplay and then rewrote it with Steve Cloves, who helped adapt some of her books. This is Fantastic Beasts, The Secrets of Dumbledore, uh, starring Eddie Redmayne, Jude Law, Ezra Miller, who's gotten himself into so quite a bit of trouble, Allison Soodle, William Nadlam, well, a lot of people. There's a long list here. Uh, I'm not going to go and read the entire list, but Mads Mikkelsen, and that's kind of the big story. Uh, and I think it has hurt... The film, because uh, I, you know, I was looking in some comments on Facebook where they're talking about it didn't do as well over the weekend as expected, although it was the number one movie of the weekend. But it, it was the least amount of money made by any movie from the Wizarding World franchise. Uh, and a lot of people were saying it's because, well, hey, yeah, J Johnny Depp did not deserve to be fired from this movie. And I understand that. And especially we got a, the uh, civil trial right now between him and Amber Heard is going on. And. Uh, from bits that I've seen coming out. I mean, it's really looking bad for Amber Heard. I mean, all the truth is coming out, and Johnny Depp, I think, is going to be vindicated just fine. Uh, but, yeah, he was great in that second movie. Now, I actually like the second movie. I know a lot of people didn't. I don't know. I don't understand why they didn't like the second movie. I have not figured that out. I mean, it's very complicated and kind of hard to follow, I guess, at points. But I was able to follow it. 
And so, and I enjoyed the second movie, and I was really looking forward, as y'all know, to this third one. And I was not disappointed. I must say, I did enjoy this film. And I do like Mads Mikkelsen. He was very different for Grindelwald, uh, but uh, he was good. Mads Mikkelsen can play a really good villain. And he's a good James Bond villain, which I think fit very well, because this felt like a James Bond movie. This was more of an international thing going on. Uh, You have the International Confederacy of Wizards that... uh, is choosing their new leader, which I, I don't know how the wizarding world works and how much power the, this person has over, you know, cause they're not the ministry that deals with each country, but I guess they're a confederation and they're going to look at the overall um, wizarding community. You know, I don't know that that was quite clarified, but we kind of get the idea that this is a very big deal. Uh, and then you, so you have kind of an international story going on with what Grindelwald is up to. Uh, that uh, does involve this. And uh, like I said, it, it felt like a James Bond movie because you have a lot of people that are working in secret and they have to work in secret because I don't want to say what happens, but Grindelwald kind of can see some future and he sees a lot of what's going on and he knows what you're planning before you plan it. So there is this weird thing where they are doing a variety of different things. And some people I did, did see in comments were very confused and then they said the plot just had holes or something. It's just, you know, no, the plot actually doesn't have these holes. It's just... It's meant to confuse Grindelwald, and you might be getting confused with it. But if you pay attention enough and follow, you will understand kind of what's going on. And it all comes together in a nice package by the end of the film. Uh, the weird things, all other comments I was seeing, some people were saying, that, oh, it was too slow. Other people say it was rushed. People can't make up their minds. I'd say it was actually balanced. This isn't an action film. This is more to the line. You know, if you go through the read the Harry Potter books, it's a lot of story and a developing mystery, which we kind of got in the Batman film. And the Batman film had a nice slow pace and occasionally had an action sequence. That's what this was like. Occasionally you had an action sequence, but most of the time it's story it's mystery it's it's unfolding we're watching events happen we don't know what the final end game of grindelwald actually is until we get there it unfolds the way jk rowling tells the story in her books and I, I was able to follow it just fine and i thoroughly enjoyed it now is this the last movie we're going to see in this franchise there was originally talk of five but it's possible if this movie doesn't do well they'll stop at three and this was set up very well to wrap everything up as a third film the only thing we really haven't seen by the end of this is the legendary duel where Dumbledore captures Grindelwald and he's and Grindelwald gets locked up in his tower of his own secret place, uh, which I forgot the name of, but that's where we find him later in the seventh book and or seventh and eighth films. He's still there. Uh, so we do get a duel between them. I will tell you that, but it's not the epic duel where Dumbledore finally defeats him and captures him that we hear about in the books. In the very first book, in fact. And I think it might have been mentioned in the first movie. Uh, it might be on the back of the the trading card that uh, Harry gets. I, I believe it's mentioned. Um, so, the, I mean, I really enjoyed the film. Uh, I, I'd definitely say it is definitely worth going to see. Yes, it's a little weird not having Johnny Depp in there. Uh, but Mads Mikkelsen, I think, does great. Mads Mikkelsen is a great actor. And uh, apparently Johnny Depp was able to consult with him uh, to bring it in there. And I did see one person try to complain. It's like, well, they should have explained why he looks entirely different. Well, we already have one. Very first Fantastic Beast movie, we see Grindelwald shapeshift into Johnny Depp because he was Colin Farrell through that movie and even using a false name. Grindelwald seems to be able to shapeshift to whatever he wants, so he seems to have shifted his shape. And it, it makes sense for part of the story is he's also wanting to make sure his name is cleared of any wrongdoing that uh, he's 
accused of having done. He So maybe changing his appearance would be one of the things he would do trying to help that. Plus, how do we know that the Johnny Depp appearance was his true form? I would say he probably was, but we've seen him shapeshift, so I was able to just go along with it. They never explain and say anything to it, but I'm able to go with it. Uh, but this, by the end, it will wrap up everything pretty nicely, other than Grindelwald is not captured, uh, and he does get away, so they do have the ability to continue with a fourth and possibly fifth film if they so choose. Of course, now you've got problems with Ezra Miller right now getting into some legal problems uh, that hopefully uh, he's going to straighten some things out but in his life, and that won't be a problem. So, but anyways, that was my thoughts of it. I enjoyed both of these films. Uh, I, I think I enjoyed them equally. Uh, so I do recommend going out to the theaters, have a good time, and just enjoy stuff, right? So now it is time to welcome our guest. As an accomplished performer, composer, arranger, and studio musician, Tom Amin has been entertaining Angelinos with his piano music for two decades. Tom can play anything from pop music and American standards to Broadway show tunes and epic film scores. Broadway World called a recent performance a smash hit and a joyously entertaining show. Everybody, welcome back. Tom Amin, he's got more music to, sell, to share. Hey guys, hello, good afternoon, evening, good morning, whenever you're hearing this or yeah. listening or watching it. On your way to work or sitting at work. <laughs> yeah, if you're at doing. work, just make sure the boss doesn't see, but it's, you know, it's cool. Well, it's depends all good. on your boss and what you're doing. You know, if you're driving a forklift, you you know, I don't know if anybody's going to care, but just as long as yeah. you don't roll over somebody in the for- forklift, nobody's going <laughs> to. Then you're okay. You're good yeah. to go. Then you're probably fine. Right, so. exactly. But yeah, I managed oh to listen goodness. to a lot of audiobooks when I was used to working in an office. Now I actually have to hear what I'm doing because I'm doing video, but I have, sometimes I have to hear what I'm doing. So I don't get I've to listen just, to many shows. I've just recently started get, to get back into audiobooks. And they, they're just, they're very cool. Mm-hmm. They're so relaxing and you can listen to them in the car or at home if you're resting. I mean, I, just, I really like them. Yeah. They're, they're good. And I went from audiobooks to podcasts, and so now I actually have to sit and read a book, you know, so. (laughs) Exactly. Reading is always good, too. I love reading. There's nothing like holding a book. Yep. Except for now I have to wear glasses when I do it. (laughs) Me, too. Hello. Me, too. Yep. I'm I'm here. I'm with you. Oh, yes. Uh, Getting older stinks. (laughs) It does. (laughs) What can we do? Nothing, but we stay young with the right music. And now, okay, I'm. Exactly. We're going to Golden Girls about this. Okay, because after Sophia would say, picture it. You're, you're inviting your date over. You're going to cook a nice dinner, some candlelight, some music. You're sitting there with some nice music, and suddenly your date looks at you and says, is that Alice in Wonderland? Because <laughs> that's exactly what I was. I was actually listening to this new album, The Softer Side of Magic. Yes. And I was like, I, I, I can't help it out because I was just kind of listening and I was working and I recognized Alice in Wonderland. I was like, oh, man, my wife would love that because she loves Alice in Wonderland. So I need to have her oh, hear nice. that. But nice. But this this is a really good follow up for having done the magical meditations where it was this nice, relaxing and soothing and chill kind of vibe. And now here comes another mm-hmm. album and it's ah, we're just and then what's funny, I because I, I looked at the, the, the track listing here and the very first track you got in here is Star Wars, which you've previously done a, a pretty awesome Star Wars album. So I was like, oh, look, the Star Wars main theme. But it starts mm-hmm. a little different. And I was like, what's he doing here? And then <laughs> here's this nice. Gentle, romantic style, Star Wars main theme. And I was like, oh. you, probably, you probably never thought you'd hear the song kind of quite like that. Yeah. Bet. Like the Star Wars main theme is this majestic, you know, huge 
attention-grabbing theme, you yeah. know, of course, by John Wayne. It announces the Star Wars universe. But I thought it would be really cool because John Williams' music is so great. You can slow it down, speed it up, do different things to it. It still all really sounds really good. So I decided why not tr- make it slow and a little mm-hmm. bit more meditative It's because it's got a beautiful melody for that, mm-hmm. the main theme. So I thought let's try it and, you know, and see, see how it works. Yeah. I thought, and I thought it would be a great opener for the album as well. Well, of course, it opens up like the greatest movies ever. So, <laughs> exactly right. But what's co- wild about that is like for Star Wars, you choosing that one over, say, uh, what across the stars, you know, where the the actual romantic themes from the Star Wars mm-hmm. universe or the Han and Leia theme, going for the main theme. It's like we can romanticize and slow this down. Isn't this amazing? And you're just like, whoa. Thank you. I thought it would be different <laughs> to do because I, I thought using one of the slower themes would be fun. It'd be nice. But it's what people are used to. Right. I don't think people aren't used to the main theme slowed down and more melodic and lullaby-ish. You know, that's why I thought it would be different. And hopefully when people hear it, it strikes them a little differently. <laughs> like, oh, wow. But they hopefully they like it. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I dug it. I was like, dude, of course, it's Star Wars. So I was going to like it anyway. But <laughs> it was like, this is different. This is nice. This just makes me cool. smile and just take a breath. Like, ah, I'm in the Star Wars world. Which you know what I'm what I'm waiting for because uh, I I was reading up on you, so you okay. went to Superman two and you had already been playing guitar. But this is what makes me yes. wonder is from Superman two, which of course John Williams music. You came home and instead of picking up the guitar to try to fiddle around and figure out how to play the Superman theme, he sat at the piano. So I did. what made you sit at the piano instead of picking up your guitar? I could, you know what I couldn't tell you why I went well. They were my my parents had bought a piano for my sister, just a small upright. You know, they didn't want to spend a lot of money because they didn't know if my sister would continue with lessons or whatever. So they just bought like this little upright and I was taking guitar and I really loved it. But for some reason, after I heard that Superman theme in my head, it connected more to me on a piano, even though I'd never played it. I, I, I don't know. Maybe I thought it would sound better. The piano is more full. I don't know. But I went to the piano and just started sounding it out because I was able to do it with my ear. And I had known some music because I was taking guitar lessons. Mm-hmm. So I was aware of some of the music theory. But it was it was fun for me just to kind of figure it out on the piano with the chords and all that kind of stuff. And it just kind of happened and clicked for yeah. me. And, I, you know, I used to attempt to figure out things on a piano, but I never would mm-hmm. figure out a chord. I would be like, that sounds <laughs> like the right note. And so I we'd figure out maybe little phrases from, you know, the Turtle Rhapsody from Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles in 1990. Uh, okay. I think I figured out a little bit of Beauty and the Beast. Uh, I did buy a songbook from The Little Mermaid and, well, oh, look, there's chords. Uh, but I could only kind of one hand. I could never got to the left hand. I never quite picked it up. I okay. need to because I think I talked to you about this before is my wife has brought an antique piano into the home that was like an heirloom from the family. It's completely oh, out of yeah. tune, but I'm like, you know, we get that in tune. Maybe, you know, my wife has, has played piano. Well, she hasn't okay. touched it in the years, but I need to get started again. I mean, I'm goodness. I'm, I'm about to turn. Am I going to turn 45 this year? Golly, I guess so. <sighs> oh, you're still young. Yeah. You're still young. Don't <laughs> but, worry. So, but I'm still young enough. I guess I can learn new skills. I could still pick it up and learn that piano. So of course, it'll of happen course. One of these at days. any, any age you can, you know, I teach piano. It's one of my jobs is I teach and I have students that range from age five to 10 to 70 years old. It really doesn't matter mm. the ages. As long as you just want to learn, you can do it. Yeah. You can do it. And then next thing you know, you can have an IMDB page. <laughs> Unless this is a different Tom of me, but I found an IMDB page for you. It's, <laughs> 
but it's not like I didn't do that. Like someone else has to do your IMD page, but it's only like I did a DVD or something. And that's why it's up there. <laughs> the Better Golf Academy presents Better Golf for Kids. Yeah, it was a music. I, they hired me to do the background music for a DVD that they were doing, um, producing to help kids learn how to golf. That was a long time ago. I don't, does it tell you the year there? I can't remember. It was 2007. Two thousand and seven. Mm-hmm. And you're wow. even credited for a, a TV series called Mueve Bacas Pa. Well, I guess I, that's how you I say that. I saw that too, and I don't know what that is. It must be some Filipino. I think it's Filipino. Mm-hmm. It must be some TV show that they might have used a snippet of my song or something. Yeah. I have no idea. Yeah, you're, no you're listed clue. as the arranger and producer of My Love Is Here. I have no idea. <laughs> I'd have to go look at it. Well, IMDb is not always accurate. I learned that uh, first interview I did with Katie Lee because we were going through IMDb. And she's like, "That's not uh-huh. accurate." <laughs> so I'm going to have to oh, update this geez. thing. <laughs> oh jeez. Yeah, I, that other thing you said, I had no idea, but a golf DVD for sure, I did. Yeah, that was a lot of fun. <laughs> but now we have to wonder. Okay, so clearly, the big love of music was because of John Williams. I mean, goodness, why? Why not? Yeah. Yeah. So Superman 2, but yet, as far as I've ever heard, you haven't, you know, dove in to play Superman themes on any of these albums yet, have you? No, I haven't. Uh, there's an entire library of fantastic John Williams music. And I know somewhere in the back of your head, you got to be thinking, hmm, John Williams music. Yeah, I would be fun to do a whole album of just John mm-hmm. Williams themes, including because I even when I would play out at gigs and weddings and uh, hotels and stuff, I would sneak in John Williams music. Now, there sometimes people actually requested it. <laughs> I played at a Jurassic Park themed wedding once. Nice. They had, they had the, they had the, um, how do they, when you walk in, like they have the dinosaurs there and they had all these different things from Jurassic Park and they, the, the wedding march down to the aisle was the theme. That's what they wanted. The oh, theme of man. Jurassic Park. Oh. So I did that, but it was really cool. But yeah, I would love to do an album of some of his greatest hits. Mm-hmm. Like Jurassic gotta, Park, all that kind of, oh, you know, I mean, he's got tons of stuff. Mm-hmm. You got an entire library of things you can do. And E.T. E.T. is one of my favorite scores ever. Yes. You know, Harry Potter. I mean, Raiders. There's just so many. So much but stuff. Yeah. I'm like, well, okay, good, I'm just, one of these idea, days, I know generally. you're going to do it. I know you're going to know going to happen. I, I, I the seed has been planted. The seed is in there. <laughs> and I'm not taking credit for planting because I'm pretty sure it's been in the back of your head somewhere already. So, Because if you sit down and I play like Superman, then it's like, okay, the love of John Williams has been there. And who knows, you it's, might expand on there because, you know, talking about weddings, uh, my wife and I, our wedding, we use a lot of uh, music from the Fellowship of the Ring. Oh, it's beautiful stuff. Mm-hmm. That's great. That's it was awesome. nice to have the uh, Anaron is what my wife came down to. Oh, uh, how and beautiful. because it's brought in with the, the Council of Elrond, the Council of Elrond actually worked really well for the groomsmen to come in and then everybody to come marching down. And then it, it timed it perfectly to when Anaron started. My wife was coming down. Uh, oh, so that's beautiful. It was so fantastic. That's so cool. That's so cool. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it's uh, the, the funny thing is we had planned to do it outdoors, but it okay. rained. And we couldn't quite get the timing right outdoors. But when we okay. moved indoors, it timed perfectly. So I'm like, okay, maybe we were just meant to do it indoors. Maybe that's God's way of saying, I'm going to rain on your wedding day just so it goes perfectly. <laughs> so it's like, thank you. There you go. <laughs> but there see, you there, go. There's some other stuff. If you ever decide you want to do some Lord of the Rings, how oh, cool would that be? 
Yeah, there's some awesome. I used to play some of those themes out as well. And then the mm-hmm. main, um, the Annie Lennox song at the end of Fellowship of the mm. Ring. Is that or mm. Return of the King? The very final song. Return of the King with Annie Lennox, yes. Oh, it's gorgeous. Yeah, I love all that stuff too. I think Enya got to do two songs in Fellowship of the Ring because she did that. May it be, I think was the name of the ending credits there. And I forgot who did oh, yeah, the, yeah. the Gollum song, which is entirely scary listening. It's it's beautiful and I, terrifying in the for the two towers. Oh my goodness. Because you go God. into the lyrics, it just kind of sums up Gollum very well, just lyrically and whoever whoever probably Howard Short composed it, but I don't know who they got to sing yeah, it, but oh my goodness. So that is cool. also like some of the other best music that I, that's been in a trilogy of films, other than Star Wars, the originals. And it's great stuff. It's, yeah, it's so like stuff. a whole wide variety of things that I'm like, you know, at some point he's going to do this because he's got that little nerdy music side that, you know, I do. I I sit <laughs> sometimes in my car because I have enough soundtracks and everything, and I'll play a little bit of music from something and I'll try to hide from my wife what what, what the title is because now a car <laughs> will tell you, but I'll be like, do you know what this is? You know what this is from, and she's getting better mm-hmm. at it now. Uh, especially if I have some something from uh, with lyrics to it, because I've got a collection of what I call favorites, and a lot, you know, a lot of Disney stuff, obviously. Uh, of so of I, there's times she surprises me. I wasn't sure if she'd know a song from Bolt, but she did the other day. I was like, oh, oh hey, Bolt is another great movie mm-hmm. and a great soundtrack. Yeah, it's very awesome. underrated movie. It's really it's it cute. is underrated. It's a great movie, and mm-hmm. I sing one of the songs. I don't know if you've. People that follow my Instagram and Facebook, I post pictures of the bull terriers that I'm in love with. They're my mm. friends' pups. Uh, but I sing to Dash. One of the one of I sing to the dogs, <laughs> and the male dog Dash. His song is um, "Bark at the Moon." Oh from yay! From from yeah, from Bolt. That's his song. So I sing it to him all the time. <laughs> great, that, they're a great movie. Is that Dash there in the picture behind you? <laughs> That's no. Oh my God! That's actually just a picture that uh, a friend of my sister's got me for Christmas one year because I love bull terriers. It's a painting, but it's so cute. Yeah, that's not Dash though. That's not, not Dash. Him. But we, yeah, so we can say it is. I mean, unless Dash right, looks we'll entirely just, different. Sure. Dash is Dash is a brindle. He's not a white. Oh. he's not a white bully. So he's brindle. So he does. Look <laughs> oh my goodness! That's okay. But anyways, looking on your website, you've actually been at this even longer, I think, because I, I didn't really become familiar until, and I don't remember how I first heard about when you were doing this that Star Wars album a few years ago. Okay, okay. Because I think I, that's the first time I had you on, and I don't remember how I heard about it, whether it was from another right. show. But, uh, I mean, going back, you had uh, uh, a Canadian company, Mood Entertainment, you were releasing some albums, you released five albums over there. Mm-hmm. Uh, you're playing, I guess, fairly regularly around the Los Angeles area. I was, yeah. You were? I was doing okay. a lot of stuff. Yeah, it's still, it's after, post-COVID's been really interesting because it's mm. still not really completely back the way it was. Yeah, especially uh, in California. COVID, <laughs> yeah, it's just, it's, it's just crazy. But before COVID hit, I was playing at a French restaurant about mm-hmm. 15 minutes from where I live. It was so good. They were so, they were so lovely to me because they, they let me order whatever I wanted to on the menu. <laughs> Anything I wanted, like filet mignon. I was like, I'll have a salad. Just get, I'm okay with a salad with chicken on top. I'm like, I'm playing. No, 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 no. You got to have, try everything, whatever. Cause it was authentic French food. The mm-hmm. chefs were from France. So I would get like the chicken Dijon and sometimes the filet mignon. It was, but I couldn't eat it all the time. Cause it's so heavy. Mm. It's so rich. But it was, I was playing there at, at the little French restaurant, could mainly hold like 15, 20 tables, maybe. It was really nice. <laughs> it was a lot of fun. But people, I'd play the Disney stuff there. I would yeah. play the movie themes. People loved it. 
It was really cool. You could have some fun there because you play Le Poisson. You can play yeah. the entire soundtrack to Ratatouille. Right, exactly, right? <laughs> it's like, I'm I'm fitting the atmosphere, see? <laughs> <laughs> right, exactly. I'll stick that in between my Frank Sinatra. I'm going to put in some There you Ratatouille. go. There you go. Yeah. Now, when you play a little Frank Sinatra, do you end up singing or get a little sing-along going? A little no, bit sometimes people will sing along, but it's always instrumentals. It's just in the background as people are dining. Yeah. You know? Because so. I, I sometimes I get a little guilty when I'm listening because they because the lyrics aren't there. If I know the lyrics, I kind of sing along a little bit. If nobody's in the room when mm-hmm. I'm listening to just the instrumental stuff, I can't really sing along sure. to Star Wars unless I invent something. <laughs> right, exactly. We'll just make up words, right? Yeah, make up words. <laughs> Star Wars, nothing but Star Wars. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> I've heard that before. I wonder where. I wonder so. where. <laughs> But yeah, I, I find myself because I, I, as I, I, I don't think I've mentioned it on the show, but I was talking before. I was listening to this new album on Spotify, which y'all get on Spotify. Thank search you. for Tom Amin and go listen. In fact, well, let me just throw in here and mention you've actually got uh, over twelve hundred listens for, and I, I don't know if I can pronounce this because I, I, I was not good at Spanish. Dos Oraguates. That's right. Yeah, because that's the one when you. When you go to release an album on Spotify, now Amazon Prime does this too, but as an artist, when you go on there, you can pitch a song to them. Only one as a mm. pre-release. Like not, it has to be like a week before the album comes out. But you could pitch one song and say, hey, see if this will work. And they'll, they'll send it out to some of their algorithms and stuff. So that's why that one's getting a lot of hits right now, which I'm mm. glad. Because I, I wanted to, that was the first, I recorded two songs from Lin, Linwell or Miranda on this album. The first time I've ever recorded his music. It's so fun to do. It's a little complicated, but it's fun. So I'm glad I wanted to choose that song because I just I, I fell in love with that song the first time I heard it. I so, can't think of what song that is because the only ones I really remember from Encanto mainly because everybody's been talking about it because they're not supposed to talk about Bruno, but they're talking about it anyway. <laughs> right. Exactly. <laughs> that song's everywhere. So to, to see that when I when I was listening at work. I saw that and I was like, mm-hmm. that's got to be from Encanto, but I don't know mm-hmm. that I recall it. And so I just kind of listened like, well, I don't remember, but this is nice. So, but then I, that's, then you did have the, uh, you're welcome on here. So yes. Where, 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 didn't it? What, I swear. Nah, you're, you're welcome. welcome was There's another here. one. How far I'll go. Okay. Why was I thinking yes, you did? You're welcome. I uh, Maybe I heard somebody else play that, that on piano or something, but yeah, how far I'll go, which is another good choice for piano. The great song. Just a great song. I've now, another that's, good you know, that's another good piece of work from Miranda. Yeah. Like, is that all the music in Moana is great? The Encanto songs are great. Um, I love them. I just, I, and I didn't see them. I watched the movie on Disney Plus. It was like a couple months after it was released. Mm-hmm. I didn't watch it right away, but I really enjoyed it. I really did. And one thing that, uh, you know, I, with, with How Far I'll Go, I've actually now heard like three different variations when you consider I've heard it, of course, well, off the soundtrack. Right. I've heard your version, but I've heard a really good metal version. <laughs> I don't remember really? if it's uh, if it's Jonathan Young or a friend of his that also does like metal versions of Disney songs. Oh, that's interesting. I need to have yeah. him on the show. But yeah, this guy Jonathan Young, he's a great musician, but he's got that perfect, good, almost a choral bass that he can sing at. That either you're going to have to sing opera or metal. <laughs> <laughs> One of the two, right? Excuse One me. of the two. That's awesome. 
and he does a really good. I, I'm pretty sure it was him that did it. I'll have to look it up there and make sure because it's it's either him or he collaborated with somebody else. But he's done okay, especially how stuff he does with Hunchback and Notre Dame. Oh, because uh, he's got an entire album of villain songs, and he does Hellfire from Hunchback and just oh, because Hunchback is one of my favorites. Yes. Oh my gosh, that music. and with the darker themes, you do some of that in metal. I was like, this works. You so can do well. some of that, and it's okay. Oh my gosh, mm-hmm. oh, I like that. I'm gonna have to look him up. Just to hear it, just to hear samples of it. Yep. I'll find some of his YouTube videos and I'll send them to you later here. Yeah, that'd be great. That'd be great. So, yeah, that was a good one. Of course, uh, the, I, I love the fact that I, and I think this might be the first time that I can remember, at least. Maybe I'm thinking wrong. But is this the Rambo Connection, your first Muppet tune you've done? First one ever. That's first what I one thought. Ever. And a perfect choice. Thank you. <laughs> really? I, I almost didn't go on the album because I put out a Facebook. Uh, was it a Facebook post? I, I think it was on Facebook. I was toying around with doing it. I've always loved to play it, mm-hmm. you know, and I thought it would be a nice fit for the album, but I asked, should I do this? Or are, do people want to hear Rainbow Connection? Everyone that responded said, yes, put it on, put mm-hmm. it on. And that's why I did. I'm glad I did. I'm glad yeah. I did. And, you know, and it's one of the, it's a, bit, a little less predictable, I guess, than to do it. It's not easy being green, which I'm sure would sound great on piano. I'm sure it's been done before. Right. Like Ray Charles, man, rocked it already. So, yeah. Oh, yeah. so it's nice to kind of like, hey, you know, let's do this one on a piano. And it, it, it's, it's perfect. It's, it's got, it's got this piano. nice, it's that nice feel good thing in which when you're totally you're creating these nice stress killing albums like this, because believe me, these are, these are really good for all the stress and things going on in the world to have these nice piano albums that have songs you're familiar with that make you feel good and smile. I mean, they're mm-hmm. all, I mean, really, they're all very positive songs. Good, None of these are good. villain songs, you know, which are, are I, you know, despite, yes, I love villain songs. They're still but good, right. There's a positivity about your song choices here. Uh, well, you know, even, good. you know, God Help the Adam Cast is kind of a, kind of a ballad, sad a little bit, but it's that prayer for help and that's that right. hope. So they're all just ah, fantastic. I, I mean, this it's a feel Thank good you. album. <laughs> that, that's what I was going for. Just night, feel good, relaxing, nice, easy listening. Just pop mm-hmm. it on. We want to chill out listen to some Disney themes and, and just kind of just, just relax. That's what I wanted. Yeah. You know, just to take you away for a little while. And it's perfect for listening work because you did whistle while you work. <laughs> I, of course. <laughs> I, I was whistling along with it the other See? day, listening at work. Cause go. I can close the doors to my office and I was, I, I did. <laughs> I followed the I advice love, of the song. Love it. Well, that one I did not to change it, to make it different. I turned it into a waltz. So yes. it's a three, four times instead of the four, four times gives a little feel, but it kind of mm-hmm. fits the album that way. It's a little yep. bit different and it hits the ear different, but it kind of works with yeah. the tone of the rest of the album. So I, I, I'm glad I put that on. I've always loved Snow. I mean, Snow White's great and mm-hmm. love the music from that. I thought that was a cute little way to try it, <laughs> to do it. Yeah, yep. It basically just made me smile. But it, what's what's cool here is you have an original piece here. I do. And I, I had did. to think about yes. it for a while because I looked at it and like, Okay, well, I, I should know this. And I'm like, no, I don't remember hearing this in the Mandalorian. And I went and I looked around. I was like, he just thought this was a good idea. And I think I remember you seeing you post something on Facebook. I think you've shared this song on Facebook, Grogu's Lullaby, and you just were inspired from Grogu. I'm like, hey, look, original piece. I was inspired by Baby Yoda, Grogu as we know him now. I have to tell you that the Mandalorian, I love the series. I thought it was really good, but mm-hmm. there was something magical about this baby Yoda, the character, the way they did him, it brought the entire magic of Star Wars back for me in a way that it has not been since the originals. For me, just for me. It was so cool. And it's always been inspiring just to like 
what would happen if he had a lullaby? Like, what would that sound like? Or mm-hmm. what would I score for it if I did it? And so I just wanted to do one original piece. I was inspired by Grogu. So I just called it Grogu's Lullaby. It's a short little, like, you know, cute little melody dedicated to that character. Mm-hmm. So I, I think he's awesome. Yep. It's, it's very sweet and kind of just a little playful there, too. A little playful. Mm-hmm. And in the middle part, there's a little seriousness about it. Mm-hmm. Like, in the middle, it changes the keys in a little. And I wanted a little bit of that in there as well because... You know, he is a Jedi and this is what's going to happen to him and stuff. But then I but I wanted it mostly playful because he's such a young character. And yeah. Just a child and that kind of stuff. So, yeah, I must yeah. say was at the end of the second season when he went off with Luke. I'm like, wait a minute. Does that mean the Grogu is going to be there when Kylo Ren goes crazy and kills everybody? <laughs> oh, my God. So I freaked what's out. What's going to so- happen? I'm kind of glad in Bupo Boba Fett, we got a slightly different chance of where Grogu could be. Who knows where he could be? I don't know. We got to wait and find yeah, out. Wait and find out. So I... They could probably get a, a series with Grogu. I mean, I totally however could. long it takes him to even grow up, you could do a, an adult Grogu yeah. decades later, you know, because he's, he's finally 100 years old. Oh, no, I guess he's already like, no, he's 80, I guess. Right. And still an infant. But he's still an infant. But yeah. he'll look. So when he gets older, if he's only going to be 100, 200 years old, he'll still look younger than Yoda. Yeah. Like he might be a little bigger than he is now, but not much. You know, so I could totally run with that. But what would he be doing? Because he's, you know, force sensitive. He's going to be influenced greatly by Din Djarin, the Mandalorian. So what mm-hmm. will he do in his adult life? And I, I would love to see a series off of that. That'd be cool. That'd be really cool. Even That'd if they have really to just cool. kind of animate it because they'd have a hard time making the, a puppet do yeah. everything they'd want. Maybe it'd have That's to be computer true. animating a live action. We'll see. But yeah. I'm hoping. I'm hoping. I like the way you think, Jeremy. Mm-hmm. I like that thought. I would totally watch it. Yes, and I'm sure they know that we do it because we buy the merchandise. Because, I mean, I've got my plush Grogu. I got something else. I, I I'm trying to not spend money right now because I'm trying to save up for your PS5. But one of my coworkers oh. at the at the I don't know what he does in the newsroom. I'm not sure what his position is, but he's got this Grogu, and I've seen it at Walmart where he's got his little cookie and he can eat his cookie and it's animated oh. and like <gasps> I'm like oh it's it's like a feed me Grogu. That's so cute. And it's I think it was like 50, 60 bucks. I'm like worth it but i'm like, You're like not i right still now. want it yeah i have a little grogu that they sold at disney world that has he's peeking under the mandalorian helmet oh. i just have it on my little my little desk i just have that and then my dad for christmas got me um a grogu nightlight that plugs into the wall <laughs> and it you clap on it and like it lights up and stuff it's oh, so cute. fun but i actually just have it on one of my speakers in my computer room <laughs> and I was actually, it was in my eyesight, and I was looking at it while I was writing that song for Grogu. I, you know, just to get keep inspired, you know, but it, yeah, it's cute. <laughs> I, I guess I need a Grogu stuffed animal. I'll have to get one of those eventually. Yeah, I had to have a plush so I could kind of give him a squeeze every once in a while. Of course. And now he gets he to set up to. on my shelf with, with Kermit and Mickey, Donald, and Goofy, and all of his oh, little friends there. are all together. There you go. He fits He's right happy. In. Oh, yeah, he's happy. <laughs> so I, I still collect some plushes, but character plushes. When yeah, I was a yeah. kid, it was a collection of teddy bears. Now, as I get older, I I, I think it started because when I went to Marceline and they had a, a vintage-style Mickey Mouse, I'm like, okay, I got that one. I was like, wait a minute, I can't just have oh, Mickey. Now I need a Donald cool. and a Goofy. And I started collecting, mm. but uh, then I uh, recently inherited, you know, I, I don't know where this has been sitting all this time. I think, my yeah, my friend had it all this time. Uh, when my mother passed away, my mother was collecting a lot of uh, Disney plush. 
So okay. I, I inherited all her stuff, and so now I've got like two Mickeys, two two Minis, two. I got everything. So now, like the master bedroom, I have one shelf over here. When you come down the stairs, because we we're down, the master bedroom is down in like a basement level. I have two okay. little shelves where I've got Mickey, Donald, Goofy in here, and I got Pooh and Tigger nice. and. Uh, uh, did I get Eeyore over there? Who did I get? No, I got Rabbit because my wife really likes Rabbit because nice. she likes to oh. garden. So okay, very they're good. over on this side. And then you come down very and nice. I've got Grogu and I've got every little plush you could possibly think of from Spider-Man to uh, to Mickey Mouse dressed as Spider-Man. <laughs> That's awesome. That's so cool. I saw it. I had to get it. Yeah. So now you've got way Grogu more than right I in. do. I, I only have, I'd say I have about 10 or 12 of them that I've collected through the years, but not. I'm not as avid a collector of the plushes, but they're so cool. I love them. They're cool. Yeah, and they're they're, the nice decoration on the shelf. And one, one plush yeah. actually was a good comfort to me uh, when the when our, our cat our first cat we had together passed away. Uh, um, I, I I said I told my wife we had to go to Toys R Us and find a cat that looked like her, and so I could put her, put the collar on it. And as oh. we drove over up uh, over to her parents' house because her parents have some land to go and bury the cat, I I, I, I said I can't drive, but I sat there and I snuggled that stuff when all the way there, and I oh. actually felt better a little bit, you know. Uh, well, I have to so show this you. is up on my thing. <laughs> I'll show you something. Well, for your Patreon listeners, they'll get to see this. This little stuffed animal cat. Oh, is it one of the ones you can put your uh, ashes in, by the way? No, I've it, heard of no, that it's just it's a cat. My mom, I had a black cat named Bobby for 22 years mm. and he was like my soul buddy. I mean, I get I understand when I lost him, it was horrible. Yeah. But my mom had bought that for me years ago when I had Bobby and Bobby would play with it. My cat, he'd like throw it up and stuff. <laughs> so I, I kept it all these years. I still have it. So now for, for comfort, sometimes I just have it. it just sits on top of my couch. Yeah. You know what I mean? Or I just put it in a room, but it's just there just to like the spirit of my cat just feels there. When it's there. But yeah. I get it. Yeah. Yeah. So see, yep. I I've got excuses for my plushes. They they whatever they, ways good. they make me you're feel better. Okay. I'm 44 <laughs> and I have I'm heck I'm in a room full of toys right now. This is that I call my <laughs> office. Well, uh, and for those that are just listening, Jeremy has a nice Spider Man shirt on, and there's all oh, kinds yes. of stuff on the walls in the background that I'm seeing. It's very fun. <laughs> so That's see, very cool. If you're not a Patreon subscriber, you're missing out. I know the weird <laughs> wacky stuff that goes on around here. And he's only seeing like one part of the room. He doesn't see the He-Man stuff over here. Uh, pirates. Oh, okay. I got some pirates over here. Pirates get well. The Jack Sparrow's up there. Captain Hook is a little lower down here. Uh, <laughs> comic book people down here. Ninja Turtles over there. Star Wars stuff over there. Disney Star Wars stuff. I've got like the the ones that Disney sells with the Goofy, just as Darth Vader, and all. I, I, I have That's a few awesome. of those. That's so, awesome. Uh, yeah, I, this place is loaded. <laughs> Good for it's you. Like, you see some, but you're not seeing it all. Right, right. And that, what's fun is I, I couldn't and, and we've been in this house now two years. I couldn't fit all my little toys in here. So I take and I've got a shelf in my office at work and I started setting it up in, oh, in my shelves. Oh, nice. So now people have like to come and see my office like, oh, you've got all the toys in here. So you're, you're the cool guy at work. I'm the cool guy at work. <laughs> That's <laughs> I, awesome. That's it helped cool. me get my job because I actually did my uh, I did my interview on camera like this same way. And the, the guy who hired me saw all this stuff in the background. All that. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> so see, yeah, you keep that little bit of kid, kid at heart, and it'll help you get the right kind of job. And helps then you get through, yeah, helps you get through life, and it can help you get jobs and all kinds of stuff. And then you have your music that has that little bit but, of kid inside that you're listening to. Exactly. Uh, but I can be very grown up because I'm very I'm listening to classical style piano. See, there you see, go. Exactly. And that's how it fits. <laughs> see how I bring that all back together. It's so nice. It's you a do gift. such a great job of that. <laughs> 
That's awesome. So yeah, that's what I was talking about the illustration in the beginning. You you invite a date over for dinner or your wife. You know, I could you know invite my wife over. I think she'd appreciate it. You could be having a nice dinner and you can play some music that's nice and positive mm-hmm. and joyful and like, wait a minute, I know that song. I know that song, right? Yes. Exactly. That familiarity exactly. of the Disney. It's yeah. And that's what you bring a long way. It's your gift to the world. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Well, it, it takes the great music as well to do it. Like the great writers and the people that write this stuff. It's, it's mm-hmm. inspiring to all of us. It's inspiring to musicians and it's just, it's special stuff. A lot of it has special memories for all of us. You know? mm-hmm. Oh yes. <laughs> oh yes. Yep. Some of these, especially because, you know, as you're talking Superman two, seeing that in the theater, I mean, some of these uh, songs wow. in here, you know, the memories go in the theater. I remember, like, be our guest. I have great memories of seeing Beauty and the Beast in the theater. Oh, yeah. It was a nice, oh, yeah. clear sky when I went in. I came out, and it, it had yeah. snowed the entire hour and a half I was in there. Oh, my it was, gosh. It was like a snow-covered mass everywhere when I saw that movie. Oh, my gosh. So, yes, I have such memories of, like, when, and plus, with, you know, Disney music, um, like me and my best friend, Philip, who people will know as Lost Boy Phil, who he co-hosts frequently with me on this show. We nice. used to sit, uh, like, uh, like, like when we do like at church, we'd have a, a like a New Year's Eve watch night or whatever. And, you know, they'd also go mm-hmm. watch Ben-Hur or something. We'd be sitting in the back playing the soundtrack of whatever latest Disney movie and listening and singing along to these songs. Nice. So nice. Oh, yeah. That's great. And that was even part of the excitement back in the 90s when the, when the Disney Channel would put the music video for Beauty and the Beast or for the song from Aladdin. That's right. Uh, Remember World. that? They would. Yeah, yeah. Oh my goodness, we would watch that video over and over again. It would have clips of the movies in the videos, and we were like getting excited. (laughs) Yes. I remember that too. Oh, yeah. Celine Dion and Beauty and the Beast. Mm -hmm. And that's when it started because they didn't do that for Little Mermaid because there was no song. But then Beauty and the Beast onward, they would have the theme song as a pop version. Yeah. I remember all of that. Yeah, they got a pop version of Little Mermaid, I think, uh, later. On some re-releases, I think I remember seeing um, mm-hmm. when I was working in a toy store because, yeah, of course, I worked in a toy store for a while. Uh, we had uh, some sort of anniversary release of Little Mermaid. We would keep, you know, on repeat, and the credit song. I can't, I can't remember who it was. Some young pop star. They had oh. redone uh, the credits, having her oh. sing the song, and the credits would roll on top of her, like her video on some release that they had. I don't oh, know what the anniversary okay. was, but and I cannot think of who it Got was it. that did it. Somebody's probably well, yelling probably at their phone s- right now. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder. I know, right? This, this, it's this. <laughs> I wonder if they'll do that for the little the mermaid, the live remake. They'll probably do a song or have a pop song of that as well. Or yeah. I'm thinking. and I'll bet we'll have at least you know one or two new songs probably written for it as well. So mm, I'm sure we will. But I hope for crying out loud, go get Howard Ashman. Well, not Howard Ashman, but Alan Menken to do the yeah, music. Yeah, or Howard just, Ashman won't be able yeah. to do it. He's been gone for a while, but I'm, I'm sure they I would I bet there's something he wrote for it that didn't get used that they could, they could go get. You never know. You never know. You never know. I'm sure there's something. But yeah, Alan yeah, Menken, those, you got to get him in there because yeah, it's do. not the same. You have it's not to. The same. You have to. Mm-hmm. I know. He's got to. If he's going to write, if they want some new original, it's got to be Menken. Mm-hmm. It has to be. They could also maybe do Tim Rice would be good. He's a good yeah. lyricist. Or yep. Steven Schwartz mm. that did Hunchback. Like, he'd mm-hmm. be good. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, they have to get Alan Menken. He's just, yep. he's legend now. He's a legend. Oh, yeah. Literally. I think he's a Disney legend literally now, too. Yeah, so. yeah right. Exactly. So, yeah, that is our recommendations. If Disney's listening and paying attention to us. <laughs> exactly. Alan Menken must come back for whatever you're doing to Little Mermaid. And, right. and, and, well, any of his movies, you know, like, okay, if you want it to sound... If you're going to do the music, you got to get Alan Menken back. 
Yeah. Or it just won't be the same. Because, like, that's my, that is my, if I was going to make any complaint on that live action Beauty and the Beast is that, you know, that Forevermore song wasn't bad. But right, right. I really wanted uh, from the Broadway musical, um, the uh, If I Can't Love Her. Yeah. Which is the song written like, in that spot. And that song is, it's amazing. And yeah, I, I believe yeah. it's an Alan Menken. Yeah. Just saying. Yeah, I know. So I know. I, I, I agree with you. So other than John Williams, one last kind of thing, because we've, we've been at this for over half an hour here. <laughs> if there was any other composer besides like John Williams that you would do an album of, who would it be? Oh, that's a good question. Oops, sorry. That's a good question. Mm-hmm. Well, I do love Alan Menken. He's another great genius yeah. of mine. He, like Howard and uh, Howard Ashman and him were just so cool. Mm-hmm. Um, I love Stephen Schwartz because mm-hmm. I love I love Broadway music. So Schwartz is big in the Broadway world. Like he wrote Godspell and he mm. wrote Children of Eden and he wrote what was the big Stephen Schwartz musical that I can't think of right now that was really big. I don't know. I was going to come now. People, I'm sure, are screaming at my <laughs> TV as well. Oh, Wicked! Hello, Wicked! Oh, he Wicked. did Wicked. I did not oh, know yeah. that. My goodness. So he's kind of cool to do. Um, there's so, I mean, I don't know. There's so many great composers that I love, mm-hmm. but I think, I think an Alan Megan tribute might be cool. Oh yeah. Or, you know what I mean? Just, I don't know, find works from even like some more obscure works, maybe that people don't know about or do something like that. But Did, the movie dive into like little be, shop of horrors a little bit. Yeah. Cause he did like all that kind of mm-hmm. stuff would be cool to do. Um, Yeah. There's there's good stuff out there. I mean, you Composers, can have. So I, I love. You I'm can sorry? have some fun with suddenly Seymour. You can have some fun with that yeah. one. Yeah, that's kinda, I, know, I mean, done it right. It's very epic. It's totally epic. Mm-hmm. That's a fun musical. Actually, mm-hmm. it's a lot of fun. So that's possibility, or even maybe I love Alan Silvestri. He's another film composer. He did mm-hmm. Back to the Future. Yes, that was his big big thing. So like yeah. something stuff from him would be cool. I don't know. There's there's a lot. Oh, that could be fun. <laughs> oh, speaking of musicals, have you heard actually some of the music of the Back to the Future musical that is currently playing in, I think, London? I haven't heard. I want to check it out. I haven't heard any of the music. It's on is Spotify. It oh, I, I got to check it out. I, yeah, I saw some sort of link to it or something. When I was when I was listening to your, your album at work, I saw the, the Back to the Future, the musical. I was like, oh. <gasps> And I clicked, and it's oh, it's pretty cool. They it's oh, I got, got a nice mixture of the Alan Silvestri score with putting lyrics nice. to it, and of course the Huey Lewis songs are in there. Are they really oh, the yes. power of love and all that's in there? Oh, yes, that's great. It's, it's so great. I cannot wait till they tour this around America because I got to see it because it's Back to the Future for one. I mean, it's Back on. to the Future. It's, it's just <laughs> one of the best movies. Yes. So yep. Now, I, I remember seeing that in the movie theater when I was a teenager. Nineteen eighty-five. Yeah, I remember so going I was twice. Just, yeah. And then oh, wondering yeah, we loved it. with that to be continued, I was like, when is that sequel coming? Uh, what's it gonna be? What's gonna yeah, remember what's that? Gonna and then yes. like, what's gonna happen? And Oh, and that's that was like that led to a lot of nerding out for me because when I did see yeah. the sequel to it, and I had just heard that day that they were making a movie, the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, and we went to go see Back mm-hmm. to the Future 2, they had that first teaser in front of it. And I was like, oh, uh, super excited. Then I watched Back to Future 2. And then I was like, what? It's going to continue. And then we had that Back to Future 3 teaser at the end of that. I'm like, oh, another yeah. one. Oh, my goodness. Yes. My my, yeah. my, nerd, my nerdometer was probably overloaded by that point. <laughs> exactly. Oh, yeah, yes. it's another great, but another great score as well. The music from Back to the Future is outstanding. Oh, yeah. Another great score. It makes yeah. you want to drive faster when you're listening to the car. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> 
that, drive that's, 88. <laughs> yeah, those, those are the two soundtracks that get me in trouble if I happen to be driving, especially if I'm driving at night when I listen to the 1989 Batman. Oh, okay. <laughs> when you hit the right spot in there, when it's when the, the music for the Batmobile going down through the woods and everything, if you listen to that while you're driving at <laughs> yeah. night, you're like, mm. and I, I've done that because, okay, before I got married, my wife lived, uh, of course, in Kearney and I was here, uh, you know, like close to Gladstone, Kansas City. So there was a, a 92 highway would go through the woods driving on my way into Kearney. And I, oh. there was a few nights driving home from her house that I had to have, I was listening to my Danny Elfman Batman and I'd, I'd go ahead and I'd just play that thing where he's driving through the trees and I'm <laughs> Hunker down in that <laughs> I'm admitting way too much. <laughs> I know, right? It's the power of music. Oh my god! See, I've, I'm coming full circle. That's the power of what music does. It inspires. It brings you, especially a good film score will bring you right into the story. And totally. when you talk totally. about before you had VHS and home video, you could buy a soundtrack and you could relive you the, the movie. Mm -hmm. Right? Exactly. Yeah. You just listen to the soundtrack over and over again. Which is why it would drive me crazy with like the Jurassic Park soundtrack when all the tracks were in whatever order for a more of an album setup instead of going straight through oh, the movie because no. I couldn't. It wasn't like watching the movie. I'd had like, oh, now we're in this scene, and some of those pieces were in Jurassic Park. They'd put together two different scenes together in one nice piece that sounds really good together, but you're like, we're in a wholly different mm -hmm. scene in the same track here. So, oh yes, <clears throat> right, exactly. That's cool. I know I had tons of soundtracks growing up. Oh, yeah. And it, I would always buy the soundtrack to the movies that I loved. Just, I always did. Mm hmm. Always I did. Relive the movie by listening to the music, especially, you know, John Williams. Of course. The Maestro. I know, of course. Of course. That was like the given. If, like, if I'd seen a movie that John Williams had done for, I was going to go probably after the movie. going to go straight over to Walmart or music or the mall, wherever I'm going to go and find the cassette tape. Because <laughs> that's what we did back then, man. Cassette tapes. That's going really back. Yeah, because I cassettes. I remember when CDs. Well, I was, I would have been a freshman or a sophomore in high school, maybe. When did the CDs first came, really come out? 85, like 84, 85, 86. It's like sometime around then. I, well, and we didn't get in start getting CDs until kind of late. My I remember my parents spent a lot of money on a CD stereo, and then just found like okay. these cheap, not cheap, cheap CDs basically that were like compilation things that you could get real inexpensively because they spent all the money on the CD player. They couldn't afford to get any music plane. to play on it. <laughs> so but yeah, it was exciting, and it was the new medium at the time, and it was so much better than tapes, and it sounded better. There was no tape lag or tape like scrunching up the tape in the cassette tape recorder, mm -hmm. and. Oh, those were wild times. Oh, yeah. I've destroyed <laughs> quite a few cassettes. Oh, I don't have any. I hardly have any cassettes. I still have a yeah, bunch of them. I I, and I've actually went through and I've got a tape player that I can, with this pod track here that I recorded the podcast on, I wow. can hook a tape player up to it. And I started actually wow. trying to, because you know, anything that I had, you know, because, you know, we all made mixtapes. So I started collecting my mixtapes and anything else that I had recorded, like different kind of programs or whatever. You know, I was like mm -hmm. start copying over so I have it digitally. Even a lot of my audiobooks, because I got a stack of audiobooks that are cassette tapes. Uh, everything oh, wow. from Stuart Little to uh, the Darth Maul book or oh, whatever. Gosh. So yeah, I've, I went. Yeah, I was, I'm gonna if the tape ain't gonna last, then the digital copy I just put on my computer is still there. Just so you have it, right? Just right, so exactly. I still have it. So I yep. have a bunch of records when I was a kid that I want to get a record player that hooks up to the computer. I want to mm -hmm. convert them all because I have class. I mean, I've got star Wars albums that were, that were story albums. Oh, they have the music, but then they taught the narrator narrates. And it was a big picture book in the LP, the big, the big blue one with uh, Roscoe, whatever his last name doing the narration. You got I that one. I think that's what, yeah, I think I have that. It's the story of star Wars. I have yeah, that. That's what I have. Like a bunch. Yeah. And I want to just convert them. 
just so I have the music and stuff, just to have them. Yeah, just so you have that oh, audio. Yeah. I think I, I have that audio somewhere. I think I did, you know, because I got a, I've actually got a record player, and if I want to, I can really, I could hook this this pod track here up to it. But I have previously with a, other digital recorders, I've hooked it up to, and I've I've copied because I've got a. I think my wife had had this when I was Winnie the Pooh and the Honey Tree, where it tells the entire story oh on gosh. two sides. And what I love about it is it has the original uh, songs. Because mm-hmm. now, now the songs from Winnie the Pooh, you get Jim Cummings singing. Well, just, well, great. I love Jim Cummings, but I love the Sterling yeah. Hollowell of I'm just a little black rain cloud. Jim Cummings is great, but he doesn't quite sound exactly like the old ones that they're from my memory. So, Got it. But of now course. if you buy the song, you're going to get Jim Cummings and you're not going to get Sterling Hollowell. So I'm like, right. I love that we have this record that has, or Holloway, not Hollowell. I think I'm getting Hollowell. confused oh, okay. with Jerry Hollowell or something. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> But I love I love having that record around just for that and uh, yeah. There's a lot of my records That's I probably awesome. need That's to translate great. and put digitally too. That way I can pull them because you know we don't because it's in the living room we don't frequently just you know play the stereo and play a record which maybe we should. Sure. Because I've got sure. uh, I've got a Boston Pops Disney collection. Uh, I've got oh, wow. both of the thrilling, chilling sounds of the haunted house. One was it's the orange one that was based off the haunted mansion. And then that that weird second one they put out later, which is actually completely different sounds. And that's one one mm-hmm. I remember as a kid, my mom had bought uh, to scare the trick or treaters and scare me half to death too, because it has like this <laughs> this grave robber who gets attacked or whatever. And it's it's, it's all okay. these different stories, and it's got a completely different cover, but they named it the exact same thing as the one from the sixties that promoted the haunted mansion. Wow. See, wow, I got all kinds of wild crazy. stuff I tracked down. But yeah, that's I probably crazy. need to. That's, that's not a bad idea. I should ha- hook my Zoom track here up to that that there and play yeah. them so I have them. Because I can record that's it right true. here and then put it on the computer. Why didn't there I think of doing that? Because I've, I've done it before with like a, my, my old digital recorder, but this is a much better recorder I have now. Oh. Okay. Preserve now the music. you got a new job to do. Right? Exactly. Preserve the music. I must keep it. You know. Yes. Plus, I've got some Liberty Newton Johns, and uh, I've got a Le- oh. I've got Led Zeppelin too. That's actually been a discussion we've had at work is uh, with some classic rock because I used to work at a classic rock station anyway. But I have Led okay. Zeppelin too, which oh, I've gosh. never spun that record. I found it in a garage sale. I was like, I must preserve this vinyl. Wow. This one will probably amazing. never spin, but maybe I should give it a spin. Although it's yeah, probably I don't know what condition it's in, but. Just to see what, yeah, what it is, what it sounds like, yeah. Yeah, see if it still sounds good. Who knows? Wow. But it's yeah, I, it's kind of fun to collect some vinyl. I say, and I don't go in for people that are like, I must buy my new album on vinyl because it must sound better. It actually doesn't. Actually, you know, studying audio and sound stuff, I can tell uh-huh. you they don't actually sound better. It's the nostalgia and the feel of the vinyl that makes you feel good. But yeah. that's why I go with old albums out of a thrift mm-hmm. store or an antique store, and I don't buy mm-hmm. just because of the new album they decided to put a vinyl out. I'm not going to pick it up for that unless you know I I get really tempted when they put out and like Disney loves to do this, put out those picture discs. I get very tempted, oh, but yeah. I'm like, ah, I can't pay that much for that. But that's awesome. Especially that's when they were doing cool, Star Wars though. albums that you would spin in and it would have like a hologram of a ship or something that would show up. Oh, yeah. I remember <sighs> seeing that. Or That's <gasps> crazy. It's like, that's a really cool idea, though. That is so cool. It's like, okay, I got to remember, I don't need that. But oh, <laughs> right, my said, goodness. I want it. But I, I don't want need it. it right? Yes. I have to tell exactly. myself that frequently, otherwise I would blow what little bunny I have. <laughs> right, you have on all that yes. stuff, I know. Oh, uh, yes. Trust me. And it has helped with the budget. I do give myself every paycheck. I, my, I get $50, my wife gets $50 that we can do whatever we want with. And I'm, that's what okay. I'm trying to save up to get my PS5. But my, unfortunately, I keep finding things to spend it on. I got to quit. But it's that's easy why, to do. That's why I'm, I'm, figure, I'm done collecting these new He-Man figures. I've, I've taken up the wall space, so I don't have to spend any more money on those. So I'm <laughs> done for a little good. while. You're good. 
<laughs> so now it's a rare thing because I had to buy the new Spider-Man movie that came out just this week. I had, okay. I had, I had to get my copy of that one because I like a physical oh, copy because I'm because uh, uh, okay. that's oh, how old cool. I am. I understand. I can understand that. But I'm saving. See, save for your PS5. I'm saying yes. Well, which <laughs> now there's something else I almost forgot I was going to dive into, but I get to I get to babbling. But because you you are a self proclaimed video game nerd, I saw on I the am website. A video game nerd. I so, am. what would be another awesome idea? I don't know if you've been considering this, but oh. the Final Fantasy VII remake. Ooh. Oh my goodness! Have you heard the entire album of that? I don't know the music of fantasy. No, I don't. Oh wow. I know the music of Halo, which oh, I love. There, I don't know the yeah, music there you of Final go. Fantasy. Yes, the, Halo's got I'd some good music, but the Final Fantasy VII remake—they took the uh, all the original uh, songs and fully orchestrated them and brought them to life, and even had a few new oh, ones. And uh, I mean, the guy cool. who composed—I mean, if there is a Japanese version of John Williams, it's uh, Nobuo. And I probably—I'm going to butcher his name if I try to say it because I'm very bad at that. <laughs> But there is some brilliant stuff. And if you haven't played the Final Fantasy VII Remake, holy cow, man. So good. I haven't. Yeah, oh, I haven't. So good. And I the have music to check is, it out. The, I'll have to send you some, some like, there's, there's probably, thing, I'll, Spotify I don't think it had all of it. Maybe, maybe they've put some of the songs somewhere on uh, YouTube. But I'll have to send you that and some Jonathan Young because, wow, okay. the music is so good. Oh, that sounds it's great. so good. So, and it's, they, they I bought the, um, when I bought the game, they had a special edition where you got like a short version of the soundtrack, which was great. Okay. But I was like, I feel like I'm missing a lot of the other music. So I went ahead and I looked. Squaresoft had for like hundreds of dollars, you could buy a full CD set with all kinds of stuff. I said, I don't have hundreds of dollars, but I can go yeah. on iTunes and buy the uh, the like four disc set digitally for a lot less. Nice. So I did do okay. that. There you go. But there oh, you go. the music is amazing and it may inspire you. I mean, there's a lot of great video game music out there that if you ever get that idea, believe me, I, I would totally yeah, be. That's enough. Another great idea. Mm-hmm. Oh, I know. Because video know. game music is amazing. I know. I agree. Mm-hmm. I'm with you there, too. Oh, yes. Totally. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but anyways, I really better wrap this up because I could end up babbling and chase rabbits all over the place. <laughs> I understand. I understand. When you talk about music and mm-hmm. games and Disney, it can go on for a long time. Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. I know. I know. So. But anyway, so once again, I want to remind everybody, you can go to Spotify, search for Tom Amin. You can listen to all of his stuff there. Well, I, I don't know if absolutely everything, but I mean, it's they've got you loaded I up think, here. I think most of the stuff is there. I mean, I think it is. Yeah, and it's all like Spotify has it, Amazon Prime, mm-hmm. iTunes or Apple Music. They they, they should be everywhere. Yeah. Like everywhere should have all the stuff. So if you yeah. want to kind of take a listen and take it for a spin before you actually make full purchases, you can come and listen and you get you get a, a probably like a nickel every time somebody plays one of these songs. Hopefully more than that, but <laughs> No, it's never it's net no. <laughs> It's streaming is bad for musicians. You get paid uh, nothing, but I don't uh, mind it. I like Spotify has been good, good for me because I have the most listeners I have aren't Spotify. So I love it. I try to promote Spotify when I can, because I'm trying to build my base there, you know? So I like it. Yeah. Go to spot. I mean, I have no problems. Like go to Spotify, check it. Cause it's free. You mm-hmm. can have a free account with Spotify. You know what I mean? So you don't have to like people right. like for Apple music and stuff, you have to pay per month. And with Amazon, right? Amazon, don't you have to have Prime to have music with it? Or no, I don't know. I don't know. I don't use it because I like Spotify. Spotify, It's free. Like you don't have to pay to use, but you just pay for, they're just ads in, you know, now and then, but yeah, check it out for free and and see what you think. And And I think even from here, like you, if I wanted to, I could like go right here and share. 
Yeah, you can share the music, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there it is. There's share. Copy a song link, and then I can take it right over onto Facebook and say, hey, have you heard this? It's nice. I know I even, yeah. heck, right now it's highlighting Star Wars main theme. Maybe I, I think I'm going <laughs> to copy that nice. real quick. Nice. Because this is one yeah, of the ones that's like. to share anything. Yeah, anything's good. It's one of the ones that like, you wouldn't good. believe what this sounds like. This is different. This is Star Wars, <laughs> but like, it's <laughs> you wouldn't believe it's Star Wars until it starts the theme, and you're like, that's Star Wars. <laughs> well, because you know, to trick people, well, not to trick people, but to make it different, and you do an intro. So I did my, you know, I wrote mm-hmm. the intro. And then in the middle of the song, after the bridge, there's a little arpeggio work that I do for about four measures before going right into the theme. So it breaks it up a little bit mm-hmm. and it just gives it, makes it more like the complete song to me. Like, so I always want to throw in little stuff like that to make it more interesting, I guess, than just listening to the song as yeah. it is. I, I want to add, well, I guess as any artist does, we kind of just want to add our own touch to it. Yeah. You know, just to, to see. And it's it's enough no. to work as when you like I said when I got on Spotify and saw oh hey Star Wars oh, okay cool so he did, he did the Star Wars theme again and I was like <laughs> this is different I'm like, not, I don't this recognize is- this bit of tune <laughs> and then you just like you worked your way into it and then I was like oh this is mm-hmm. nice it's like I, oh, this cool. is Star Wars but like this is kind of romanticized and and tender yeah. and magical yeah. and softer side of magic see how I put that in there exactly. <laughs> That's the whole point. Exactly. I could probably sell used cars the way I do that. <laughs> you probably could. I can wrap everything right back around. Although it's a weird exactly. thing is I'm a terrible salesman and I prove it over and over again that I can't I couldn't sell a pair of socks to a guy with multiple feet. So <laughs> oh, <geez>. oh, my <laughs> But I guess I don't get as excited about socks as I do about like music and stuff like this. Well so that's that's, that's the probably whole the difference. Point. But I can always that's tie the... it right back around. There you go. You do See? a good job, Jeremy. It's awesome. I try. Well, you got to keep doing a good job because after, you know, you're, you're starting to put an album out every year. So I, so, you know, no telling what you might do next year. I know you've probably got some ideas already buzzing. I have some ideas, but I am releasing. I haven't told anyone yet. I mean, you'll be the first to know. This is the first for you guys. But it's not a big deal, but I'm going to release a single in June, I think. June or July. I wrote an original song Ooh. called Malibu Morning. Nice. So, and I wrote it for um, a company on YouTube that's doing lo-fi music. I don't know if you know what lo-fi music is. It's like very low key, relaxed, but I can't really do it the way they wanted it to. Like I, I have piano, but I add some drums and stuff, but it wasn't the sound they were wanting, which is no, it, it happens. It's no big deal. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, but I'm like, well, I might as well release the song because it's a really cute little song called Malibu morning. It starts out with ocean waves. Mm. It's like a reflective, but it's, it's got some drums in it and some other keyboardy sounds. So I'm going to release that in the summertime. And then I have some other ideas, but I, I can't talk about them right. yet because I'm not sure. But, yeah, yeah, you, you got to get licensing and all this other stuff to record and put it out. Oh, the and, fun, the fun, fun part of music, right? Like yep. all that technical stuff, which yep. is not fun. I know, but it needs to be done. Yeah, needs to be done. Which cool. I don't know what service you use, but that's something else that, that Jonathan Young that we mentioned before. I, he's actually got a video. He recommends a, a service that he uses that they'll handle mm. all the legal stuff for him. It's like he just puts it here's here's the songs I covered. Yep. Make it legal for me to release this. That's what you do so, now. Yeah. 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 I use the same kind of firm. Yeah, there's a <laughs> few different ones out there, but yeah, you could just type in the songs you want. They do all the stuff. They tell you how much it is and yeah. then you just pay it. And, and you can pay it and go. go. It's good to go. The good thing about streaming, I will just say for people that might be curious or interested is that because Spotify and Apple, because they're so huge, they pay the mechanical royalties, like the streaming royalties. Mm. Spotify pays, so I don't have to pay those, which is really nice. Yeah. 
So that's kind of cool about Spotify. I mean, they don't pay well to musicians, but the good thing is that they pay the royalties, so you don't have to, which is kind of nice. Yeah, and at least it gets the music out there so people can check it out, take a listen. And then, of course, after you listen, be like, oh, hey, I'm going to go buy this one. Exactly. You can get a collection. You can go to iTunes. You can go to, I believe, uh, Tomamine Music. Is that the website? Yes, TomamineMusic.com. It's got all the stuff on there, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for you to check out. And you can even, uh, I don't know if you do any piano lessons over the internet, because uh, well, it's private and public events. Uh, I do, here the contact yes. page. So Yeah. I, hit, I teach here in the Cal- Los Angeles area, but during COVID, I did a lot of lessons on Zoom, so I'm more, <laughs> more familiar with that now. But yeah, I teach online too. Yeah, that's the only way you can teach your COVID. It's like, well, exactly. we can't be in the same room, but. Nope. I know. <laughs> yeah. So that's the way it was done for a couple of years. So it's okay. So, all right. So there you go. So you can take piano lessons. <laughs> you can take piano lessons. You can buy albums. You can, you, heck, you can stream. Why am I going? Oh, there was a Christmas album. How did I miss that one? <gasps> Just a single. That was what I released single. this okay. past December. Jingle Bells. Oh, you know, I think I remember you posting something on Facebook about that. Okay. But it's a yeah. good one, though. I like how it turned out. It's kind of fun. Yeah. There's a lot of these I actually haven't picked up yet here. Uh, but I because Journey to, to the Stars was the first one I remember getting. And Very I, good. Yeah, I, that's the Star Wars one. I'm trying to remember. because Did I get both of these magical moments? I'm going to have to dig through what I've got because I'm pretty sure I got one of either one of the magical moments and the piano through and pixie dust. It seems familiar. Because I think I have those picked up some old. of those. Those are the like yeah. older ones. Yeah, you yeah. probably have those. I probably do. <clears throat> yeah. Uh, so, yeah, your magical hair was still dark back then. <laughs> Yeah, see that was that was going back. Yeah, but they're good stuff. So there's a, there's a lot of music Thank that you can buy you. on iTunes. You can go and Thank you can you. check this stuff out. So definitely, and I, I believe you can hear most of this on Spotify. I've seen little icons yes. for the magical moments. So yep, I believe so. Yes, yes, totally. Yeah, my number one song on Spotify is Winnie the Pooh. Uh, of That's course, from Magical Moments too. That's from like 2015. It's the number one song on my. <laughs> my profile it's, it's cool it's amazing and it's, it's the cool. one that you can sing along with all she use the music everybody's gonna sing along with that one there you go <laughs> oh yeah uh, but anyways oh, once we gotta wrap this up here this we've gone for yes, nearly an yes. hour now <laughs> i'm in for half oh, an hour my goodness <laughs> oh, gosh. it's supposed to be a 30 minute podcast i hope the listeners aren't totally bored yeah uh, oh we shouldn't be i mean you know I, the excitement we have i feel translates out and you know I hope so. That's the we way just it works. love talking about it. Yeah. Yeah. And then we know that people that listen love Disney music and stuff. It's it's a mutual thing. Mm-hmm. And, and we, we all definitely love all love Star Wars. <laughs> I agree. I agree. And everybody well, loves Grogu. I know, right? Exactly. <laughs> the magic of Grogu. Exactly. <laughs> right, once again, I thanks know. for coming on the show. And, and thank you for having me, Jeremy. It's been awesome. Anytime. To talk to you. Yeah, we always have too much fun. We just nerd I out on we, stuff. <laughs> I know we do. Exactly. I and, love it. And we'll see you next album next year. Sounds good. And we're just waiting for the surprise. I know. We'll, what could it be? I, as soon as I know, I'll let you know. <laughs> awesome. All right. As we say goodbye, of course, we want to remind everybody to visit NeverlandPodcast.com and right there, center of the website, you can find my podcast reviews. If you happen to have a podcast, click in there and take a look. It is a great little thing where you can get all your reviews sent even to your email. You can get a nice little thing where they can pop up on your website. Uh, It's a a nice little program. It's just for a, a, a fairly inexpensive yearly fee. My podcast reviews. Very great. And I uh, think we want to thank them for being a sponsor here on the show. And of course, we want to thank Ricky Pope of Christian Nerds Unite. 
Uh, wow, I should have pulled up my list. Uh, Darren Wilhite and the Wilhite and Wall Show. Uh, everybody who helped basically make those sounders. I don't have my notes up in front of me because I wasn't paying attention. I almost forgot that I needed to put a wrap up on this whole thing. Uh, it's, a, it's a scatterbrain kind of day for me, folks. So, but want to thank everybody for helping us. And of course, thank you for listening. And we thank you to share this show with your friends. If you enjoy the show, please let me know. Write a review over there at iTunes or wherever you happen to listen. I will get to see that review uh, if you go and you, you post it up there. Also, make sure you visit our Patreon page, patreon.com slash neverlandpodcast. Uh, I do rely uh, really uh, to, it, it's quite a bit of a cost that I incur keeping bringing this show to you. So anyone who wants to help me out with that, go visit Patreon Plus. We're going to have some bonus things. You will get to see video with me and Tom Amin. And I'll even probably include some extra stuff because we were kind of chatting because uh, we nerd out, man. Every time I have him on here, we just nerd out on music and Star Wars and video games and stuff a little bit. And so there's more to what we were talking about than what you heard on the show. And if you want to catch any of that, you'll just have to become a Patreon supporter for very little. You can do it just a dollar a month and you can you can help support the show and you can get access to all this bonus content that I put over there as well. Plus, you get to hear the show without ads other than me reading off, you know, telling you about my podcast reviews. But uh, don't forget, of course, to find us on Facebook and two different things. We have a group and a fan page for you to like and enjoy. And heck, don't forget, you can send me an email podcast at NeverlandPodcast.com. But with that, get lost. In an adventure!